Hand washing and constant hygiene may be in our lives to stay, but that doesn't mean you have to resort to harsh industrial grade hand sanitizer imported from who knows where. Forcefieldproducts.com has hand sanitizer and all natural protective barrier products that nourish your skin while providing essential antibacterial protection. And it's manufactured right here in the US. Forcefieldproducts.com has hand sanitizers to use when you can't wash your hands and protective barrier gels and spritz products for extra protection after washing. All of our premium products have been hand formulated with essential oils that are proven in studies to provide extra immunity barrier protection while nourishing the skin. Forcefieldproducts.com has the products for you and your family to be confident in your health and hygiene. Use discount code BRUNO for 10% off to purchase your hand sanitizer and protective barrier products at forcefieldproducts.com. That's forcefieldproducts.com discount code BRUNO. forcefieldproducts.com discount code BRUNO. Relax, let's have some fun out here. This fun, okay? If you've missed a minute of sports from the sidelines on MLB Network Radio, catch every episode on demand with the SiriusXM app. It's athletes and executives talking to athletes and executives. Hear former All-Stars, Dale Murphy, Don Mattingly, Tim Raines, and Steve Sachs break down baseball in the 80s. Trevor Bauer, Matthew Boyd, and Tyler Glasnow talk pitching in 2020. The Rocky broadcaster Jenny Kavnar leading a roundtable discussion with the most influential women in baseball. Don't miss sports from the sidelines, available now on the SiriusXM app. Search sidelines. We'd all like to get out of our homes a bit more, and when we do, washing our hands and using hand sanitizer will be critical for safety. You can count on forcefieldproducts.com for top-quality hand sanitizer and all-natural protective barrier products, manufactured right here in the U.S. We offer super-portable one-ounce hand sanitizer pump bottles up to super-sized pump bottles for home and office, and protection against dry skin. Visit forcefieldproducts.com and use discount code RADIO for 10% off today. Forcefield.com discount code RADIO. The skills you develop as a soldier in the Army National Guard can give you a head start on your career. Gain practical experience with technology and equipment that will give you a leg up in the civilian world. Learn critical leadership skills and to be part of a team. Serve your community and your country part-time while earning money for an education. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn about the paid training and career opportunities available to you in the Army National Guard. The Tony Bruno Show. Tony Bruno and Harry Mays on Sirius XM Channel 211. I might be the only sports host who was hired during the no sports lockdown, which clearly means I'm an essential service. Join me Monday through Friday where we help you escape the monotony and bring a little levity and entertainment into your lives. Great interviews, lots of laughs. We will bring you everything you need and want to know. Catch new episodes of The Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays. Weekday afternoon starting at 3 Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio Channel 211 and the Sirius XM app. Overcoming great challenges like COVID-19 requires great cooperation. This is Dan Hilferty, CEO of Independence Blue Cross. Most of us never imagined we'd be facing an outbreak of this magnitude. But in the face of this challenge, hospitals, public officials, and business leaders have come together. Through effective cooperation, these leaders are taking steps to keep us safe. Slowing the rate of infection from the virus will help hospitals care for those who need attention most. Remember... Stay home, leave only for essential needs. Stay informed from sources like the CDC or Department of Health. Take a break from watching the news. Stay well, exercise, and practice self-care to make sure you're physically and mentally fit. In our great region, we have a tradition of caring for each other and cooperating to get things done. We'll do it again now. For more, visit ibx.com COVID-19. Together, we will beat COVID-19.
Thanks, coronavirus, for shutting down our gyms. That's okay. My new gym is my home gym. And to make sure that aches and pains don't keep me down, I use ghost sleeves to recover from injuries. Ghost sleeves are the only compression sleeves with built-in kinesiology tape. The same tape used by physical therapists, doctors, and trainers to help you recover from injuries. Just pull on a ghost sleeve and speed up your recovery without a doctor, ibuprofen, or ice. Visit ghostsleeves.com and use discount code RADIO for 20% off. Ghostsleeves.com, discount code RADIO. Listen to The Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays. Weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio Channel 211 and with the SiriusXM app. We do have Ernie Johnson because just like everybody else, Ernie Johnson, the host of the NBA on TNT, the finest pre-halftime and post-game show maybe in the history of television, is in hiatus as well. But Ernie Johnson... Joins us right now. Ernie, it's so great to talk to you again, my friend. And it's, uh, I, I, I say it to you all the time, and I mean it, man. That is absolutely the finest program on television today. Uh, Tony, you're, you're very kind to say that. But, it, hey, it's good to hear your voice again, man. It's good to talk to you. It's been a while, and, and I hope, uh, hope these days are, are going okay for you and your family and all the folks you love. Well, thank you, and we know I've been in the basement long before everybody had to go into the basement because I've been doing my podcast for a couple years down here. I call it a wine cellar, though, because it sounds better than a basement. And we do have a lot of wine, so that's good. Sort of like when you guys you know, in the big studio down there at, at, uh, at, at Turner Broadcasting, you know, you've been away for that, what, since March 13th? When was the last show you guys did together? Was it March 13th? It was March uh, 12th. Yeah, it was the, that Thursday night, the 12th, the night after the league had been suspended. And, and it, was, um, it was me and Shaq and Kenny, and Chuck wasn't there because he had, he had uh, been tested for coronavirus. So he was at his hotel uh, awaiting the results. He had just been tested that day. He wouldn't know for another, like, 10 days uh, before it came back negative. So, uh, yeah, that was, the, that was the last time we were on the same we were, the last time we were in Studio J. And, uh, yeah, March, March 12th. Wow. Uh, that's amazing. That's a long yeah. time. And, of course, you know, everybody we talk to, Ernie, we look at the situation with Adam Silver says no decision let yet. Uh, he, he's, uh, they're, they're talking about there was a bubble concept. There wasn't a bubble concept. And now uh, you got Mark Cuban saying he doesn't know if it's still safe or he's worried about his players and sending them back to gyms to start working out. So there seems to be a lot of different pull, pushing and pulling from different sides around the NBA on whether or not to get this thing going again. Do you feel that that's going to happen? Uh, well, I mean, if there's pushing and pulling in the NBA, it's just a reflection of, of the society that we're living in now, too, because you, you see states, you know, some are, some are opening things back up quicker than others are, and, and others are exercising more caution, and so... I think it's the same way with the NBA. I mean, it's you, know, you, you could say that this city or this county or this municipality, you know, says you can you can do this, but you can't do this. And so you're dealing with 30 NBA cities, and 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 the rules aren't the same for everybody. So no, I mean, it's like uh, you know, it's impo- it makes it impossible, Tony, to say. Oh yeah, well, it looks like things are right on track for us to start playing again on this date. It's impossible, and so um, I think you have to take into take into account the concerns that, that folks have, uh, that players have. That uh, you know that that if you and I've said it since day one. I said if 
you're going to go back to work on this, if this season is going to resume, man, you better be pretty darn sure that this is that this is a very that this is safe, that this is that this is going to be done, and you can and you won't have to worry. And I just don't, I don't know how you do. You, to me, you can't do that yet, certainly. And and I don't know if I don't know if um, if we will see a resumption of the season. I just don't. I just don't know that we'll see it. Hey, Ernie, your colleague uh, Shaquille O'Neal is recently on record as saying that he thinks they should just scrap the season. In fact, don't rush back and, and, and rush the playoffs because any team that would have won would get an asterisk. What do you think about the asterisk comment? No, I don't know about, I don't know about that. I, don't, you know, I, I can see where Shaq's coming from in terms of, hey, let's not rush back, and, and, and maybe you don't play it out. But, uh, look, I wouldn't. I'm not concerned about an asterisk, you know. Ernie Johnson is back. I don't know what's going on. Are you in Atlanta, Ern? Yes, I, I am in Frazzleton outside Atlanta. How much How much of that long-winded answer did you get about uh, in response to Shaq? Uh, um, you got, we got most of it. And then you were, you were, yeah. when you were saying about, you know, everybody's got a different opinion, certainly. There are people who say, let's play. Then Mark Cuban's like, and, I, you know, then there are people knocking Mark Cuban today because, well, you know, his Mavericks aren't going to go very far, so – and people are then saying, well, since his team really doesn't have a chance to win, I can see his reluctance to put his players out there and get them back on the floor while other teams are already working out in some states. So that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, I think of all the leagues, the NBA right now is up in the air because there's so many different opinions from, from really important people. I'm not talking about the fans or you know this guy here or this retired player there. I'm talking about the people in power. And I and I would say right now, and just to, to close out the the comment on Shaq with the asterisk is: look, if 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 they said right now everything is 100 percent perfectly safe, we can return to playing. I would say sure, let's do that. I wouldn't say oh no, let's not because because it's not going to be a, it's going to be a tainted championship with an asterisk. No, if they said right now let's play, you know, let's do it, uh, and then we'll figure out a way to. To make the playoffs work, and if it's streamlined in some way, so um, I would I would disagree with. The only way I would say, hey, scrap the season, is if there is still so much uncertainty on the safety of it that that we can't that we can't continue. But as, in terms of what kind of a champion it is, that that to me is not a reason to not not play games. Ernie Johnson, Tony Bruno, Harry Mason here, and of course, you know you've got the book. And now, and you now have your journalism school that you've been doing online. <laughs> that you've been doing online since this whole thing started, right? Well, it's, yeah, it had a six-week run, Tony, and I and it was like um, I just started it out as saying, you know, I'm just going to kind of open up a Twitter thing today and talk to, you know, hopefully talk to journalism students who, I, who might have questions and, and maybe had their their uh, their semester cut short. And then I just started reaching out to folks in the business, and and before it was all over, we had talked to uh, we had had 35 people who are in media uh, give an hour of their day to talk to students and answer their questions on a Twitter live. So we did that for six weeks. It was a bunch of fun, and I've also transcribed them all. So uh, there may be something more to it that you know. Obviously, it wasn't a sanctioned journalism school. It was just something that we called it. But I would, my my goal, I think now is to is to take the best of those episodes and uh, and put them in print and you know some kind of a handbook that we can have for journalism students, um, just with all the different advice we heard from all these folks. So 
you know, we'll see if I'm able to get that to happen. But it was so much fun while it, while it lasted, that's for sure. Hey, Ernie, of course, we've, we've already missed a lot of things in sports, the uh, NCAA tournament, the start of the baseball season, some big golf tournaments, uh, the Kentucky Derby, et cetera, et cetera. What's the thing that, that you have missed the most since this whole thing happened? Uh, boy, that's, you know, March Madness is one thing. I mean, uh, and part of that is you do so much work, you do so much research, and, you, and, you, and you're ramped up to where, it's like, okay, I'm ready to go with this thing. I can't wait for the tournament to start. And then it's like, okay, it's not going to happen. But all of those things you mentioned, you know, not being able to watch the Masters, you know, not seeing Augusta with the, uh, you know, with uh, the azaleas the blooming, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the azaleas and the, and the dogwoods, you know, it's just like, uh, and now we, remember how we thought, guys, when the idea of, games with no fans and televise those and this was at the very start it was like oh i don't know if that's going to work you realize how much we would give anything oh. to watch a game right now i don't care if there were nobody there's nobody in there we just want to see live competition we just want to you know we're we're thirsting for that and and i think it's given us a realization that man we really do love that escape that it provides that you know in the middle of in the middle of real life we get that couple hours where we can just sit and watch, not know who's going to win, you know, and because I know there's a lot of programming out there of, hey, the greatest this and the greatest that, but, man, you just want to watch something where you don't know the outcome before it starts. Yet we've been watching something that we knew the outcome of for the last month or so on Sunday nights on ESPN, and now there are, like, days of the week spent breaking it down in the 23 takeaways from last <laughs> night's Last Dance episode. And we all know, we don't know all the inside stuff that we're seeing, obviously, but we certainly knew, and everybody's talking like, yeah, remember that shot? Remember Craig Elo? Remember this? Remember Gary Payton? John Paxson. John Paxson. Yeah. I mean, all great stuff, man. And then, and then last night it was the LeBradford Smith chapter. Who saw that coming? <laughs> that was, but that was, but that was tremendous, and that's why they do such a great job with those. And I thought, I thought the way they played that out, like when David Aldridge said, "Has anybody brought up the LeBradford Smith situation?" And and then we hear about this back to back between Washington and Chicago, and and LeBradford Smith, the rookie, going for thirty-seven. And then Michael making up this story about him putting his arm around him and saying, nice game, Mike, which Jordan says later, no, that never happened. I was just trying to get myself fired up. That's a, it's a, and, and that, to me, is, is one of the great parts about this is that, you know, you, you hear about, you know, him trying to fire himself up and making up uh, like an exchange like that. Not a, you know, and it's kind of the same way. Remember Shaq made up the thing about, about uh, David Robinson not signing an autograph for him. You know, for years, Shaq had this story about, yeah, I, I love playing against the, the Admiral because he disrespected me when I was a kid, asking him for an autograph, and he, and he just blew me off. And, and then you ask David about it, and he's, I don't know what he's talking about. And then Shaq, Shaq eventually is like, no, it never happened. I just kind of <laughs> used that. I just used it as motivation. You know, it's like, it's like I, I, that's, it's just amazing to watch what goes on between the ears of these greats, and and I think I think that's been the best thing about the the last dance for me is just is getting an idea of the depth of that competitiveness and that fire that that drove Michael even at the expense of 
uh, you know, the relationship he had with teammates. I mean, last night to hear all these guys say, oh, no, he was a jerk and he was this and he was that, you know, it's like, well, he's also the guy who, you know, improved your jewelry intake uh, remarkably. So, uh, you know, it's been, it's been really fun to watch. Yeah, how about the George Carl thing last night? I never oh, knew yeah. about that. Where he, yeah. he apparently shined him, you know, like walked right by him, didn't acknowledge yeah, MJ a at, at a restaurant. That was yeah, amazing. But, but, but the thing is, I was watching SVP last night, and they had George Carl on. And, and Scott did a great job because the first thing out of his mouth was, okay, look, uh, we're going to talk about that series you played with, with uh, Chicago, but i got to ask you about this restaurant episode. And did it happen that way? Did you walk by his table? And, and George Carl said, yes, I did. I walked by his table without acknowledging him. He says, because Brendan Malone, one of his assistant coaches, who was, who was formerly with Detroit, had told George, once the series starts, don't give this guy anything uh, to work with. Don't let him, you know, come over and put his arm around you. Don't let him do anything. Just stay away from him because he's going to use whatever that is to, to, to make the best player in the world even better. And, and Scott, to his credit, said, look, you were in a no-win situation. He said, if you go up buddy-buddy with him, that's playing into his hands. And if you blow him off, he's going to use that, too. There was nothing George Carl could do in that situation. If he had come up and was all glad-handing, you know, that's one thing. And then if he, if he ignored him, that was another thing. And so, again, it was just the things that Michael would use to, to fire himself up. Well, there's no doubt Jordan has looked good in this thing, but it's interesting how people change. It's almost like watching a soap opera because Scottie Pippen early looked like a poor victim. You know, he got screwed over by the Bulls. Then he looked like a winner, and now he looked like a bad guy again last night, right? Oh, there's no, that thing last night. I mean, when you have the whole description there, you know, from Steve Kerr saying, you know, he quit on us, and then you hear, you hear about Bill Cartwright with tears in his eyes saying you quit on us, you know. In the, and this is, again, this is in the locker room of a team that just won that game on the, on the Tony Kukoc yep. shot. I mean, Kukoc delivered with the shot. But instead of this victorious locker room, you've got tears flowing in here as these guys are looking at Scottie Pippen and saying, man, you, you let us down. When, we, when you watch this, this series, those are the things that you just kind of grab onto, not the fact that, yeah, I remember when they beat this team in four and this team in six and this team in seven. We know the outcome. But what you don't know is, is are moments like that when while you knew that it had happened and the 1.8 had happened, you didn't know that Bill Cartwright would have tears rolling down his cheeks when he's looking at Scottie Pippen and saying, you quit on us. Man, that was that was powerful. And, E.J., how about the late, great Craig Sager getting that question into Jerry Krause that prompted oh. Krause to walk off the press conference? Oh, yeah. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. What a way to start. What a way to start that, that uh, segment. And, yeah, and, I could, and, I, and when I listened to it, I said, oh, yeah, that's Craig. Craig's going to be with all the backstabbing and all this. Craig never pulled a punch on any of that stuff. He never really worried about how am I going to phrase this so that nobody takes any offense to it. It was just like, hey, Jerry Krause, how about all this backstabbing and all this stuff and you guys are still here? And, yes, and his answer, and then you hear that voice off camera saying, out of way, Craig, or nice going, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't, and I just, I, I just want to know the context of that. I want to know if that was somebody who was like, who 
who was like disappointed because now we don't get to ask Jerry any more questions, or if somebody was like, "Thanks, nice going." I just you didn't know, yeah. and so sometimes you just like to know the context of of why that was, of how that was said, if it was said in jest or if it was said like, "Okay, there goes Craig again, staring off the." You know, ending a press conference because he asked the right questions. So that was uh, no, that was that was an amazing moment. And Tony Kukoc, of course, was the hero with the shot, a contested shot. He makes it, and then that's why people started hating on Scotty because he didn't want to play. But the other part is, then Tony Kukoc got the contract from the 76ers and came here and pretty much didn't have to worry about anything or winning championships right. because they were they weren't that good. <laughs> but uh, no, it's you know, it was. I just I love I love. All the give and take that you've seen in there. I love the cast of characters that was assembled, the B.J. Armstrongs and, and the Steve Kerrs and all of the detail that, that's told there with, you know, with Steve, you know, Michael saying Steve punched him in the chest, so he just hauled off and hit him in the eye. I mean, uh, it was, no, that was, it is, it is in a way a, a soap opera, but in, the, but in a way it's just like, this is a, this is a, tale of a champion of a championship and how and the, and the drive you have to have if you're ever going to put a string of titles together like that the great ernie johnson and ernie the, the one thing that uh, <laughs> you know we're waiting for basketball it looks like baseball they the the owners made an agreement today and the players are going to vote on it about perhaps resuming because i know you're a big baseball guy too you know you're you're the nba guy but baseball is <laughs> important to you especially down there in atlanta do you have a because uh, we don't know what's going on with any of these sports, but it looks like baseball at least has some sort of a July plan to have some games, eighty games, eighty I think. game, and yeah. they're going to have no DA or DHs for everybody. The umpires are going to be on the field, but there'll be no replay. The broadcasters won't even be able to be at the park to do the games. In some of these proposals that I've seen, no mound visits, no first and third base coaches. Everything's done, and no replay. It's all going to be done from the dugout. Uh, and there's not going to be a replay at all no matter where you are. So do you think people will accept that if that is the plan? We'll just take whatever we can get? Or do you think people will, will not watch this and say, what is this all about? This isn't really what I want. No, I, I'd, I'd be interested to see how the, how the players respond to that. And if that's, you know, if they do draw a line and say, yeah, we do want to play, but hey, let's, let's take another look at some of these rules. I, and, and I'll have to plead ignorance on this, too, because I haven't seen all the things uh, that that you've pointed out right now about first and third base coaches or mound visits or a replay or any of that thing. Sure, you're going to make the make the game go by quicker. That's <laughs> yes. for sure. And uh, and so from that token, that might that might really work. But you know, it, it's going to be very strange if we got to call games and not be at the ballpark because so many times you see things that aren't that aren't seen on the screen when you're calling a game. You know, and you know, you, and it's and, and it's just noticing things in the ballpark or noticing things on the top step of a dugout while you're while you're calling the game. So now you're going to be limited just to what's on the screen, and so that does make it a it makes it a little bit different. And then, of course, if you've got nobody cheering, then it's then it's, it's really strange because because that that to me is one of the great parts about doing especially doing playoff baseball is that. Less is always more, in my opinion, when I'm calling a playoff baseball game, because the fans are so into it, the sound is so crisp, and and you can, you know, that's like another analyst. You have, you know, like I'll have Jeff Francoeur or Ron Darling next to me, 
but the fans and that atmosphere, that's the other part. So, yeah, you get something from Ron, you get a little bit from me, but you get so much from looking at the fans and hearing the fans and the roar of the crowd when the ball is when the ball is hit. And now that's going to be very strange to, to call a game with none of that uh, that ambient sound. So we'll see how that we'll see how that plays out. But I do want to see how the how the players take to this kind of uh, this kind of an idea. Yeah, they don't want to do the uh, shelter in place in Arizona plan because the families simply are not going to be able to sit around the players and the families for a, an extended period of time in a safe position because they have to go out, and that's what they're worried. So that that plan seems to be out the window. No bubble baseball and no neutral sites in Arizona, Florida, and Texas are not viable. So we'll find out what they're going to come up with. But I don't get that. I'm with you as far as the broadcasters. They'll up in the booth. They're, they don't have to go into the dugout. They don't have to go into the clubhouses because the media won't be able to. I just don't get why the broadcasters can't be on site where at least they can provide some of the things that, you know, you're not going to get because there's no people there. Yeah, well, I'm uh... – I don't know. Again, I don't. I I need to see the proposal to to comment on that. And I've been obviously they would have their reasons for doing that. But part of it, I think, is just the the bare bones, um, probably the bare bones concept of look, we're going to do this with as many with as few moving pieces as we can, and putting as few people into that mix as we can. And they've seen already. They said, look, probably look. Zoom has, Zoom has been the way everybody's operated now. You know, you've had people that you see on TV uh, doing their job from their living rooms. So uh, maybe that'll work this way too. It's just, uh, it's just going to be kind of a, a strange thing, a strange thing to watch. Yeah, the owners have approved their plan today, which was some of the things that I ran down. So now the players association will vote tomorrow, and then we'll have a better idea on what the next step is. So right now it seems like baseball is the closest, unless the players reject it entirely, which I can't imagine them doing. I mean, they want to play too. Uh, they'll get paid, but not all of their salaries if there's no season. And I don't know what part of the equation that's important to. But to get – because the, the people who work in stadiums aren't going to benefit from this, obviously, right? The, the concession stands and anything else. So there's going to be a lot of people who still won't work. But the baseball television revenue, I guess, is good enough that they would put this back on and find a way to make enough money and, and get the advertising rates up because everybody would be sitting at home watching instead now. I just think, yeah, I mean, it's going to, to me, it's, you're going to have to, you have to walk before you run on this thing. And if you can, if you can think of a way that, that, could, that gets players back on the field in competition, it's done safely, then, then that's a start. Um, Still, the other questions remain. If you know, what if somebody gets sick, and what does that mean for that team? You know, what does that mean for um, you know, in terms of quarantining? You know, how much of this is is having enough testing and and that kind of thing? Uh, I mean, I, I just think there were so many variables that it's that it's hard just to say okay we've all said it's going to work let's do it and then then you have to answer the question of okay now what if and, yeah. and if you don't have that answer if you don't have those answers as you as you go into something like this then then you can't start 
Last golf question for Harry, because well, Harry's a golf guy, and I know you are too, EJ. Well, he's got this big match coming up with Tiger Woods yes. and Peyton Manning against Phil Mickelson and uh, uh, Tom Brady. Are you buying how bad Tom Brady's game is? Uh, I would never buy that anything about Tom's <laughs> bad. Uh, I, but but um, I, I think that's going to be, again, one of those things where we want so badly to watch sports. And I think, you know, when you get a guy, you got guys like, and I did it the first time. I did the Tiger Phil thing the first time around. And, and it was fun to watch those two. But I think, I think adding, certainly Peyton stole the show in the, uh, uh, as we announced the event a week ago, I right. mean his he was his his A game was right there yeah. talking about Brady's B and E and all that <laughs> stuff and and uh, playing with an ankle bracelet and you know and and so I think that I think that having those other two will increase some of the some of the talk out there and I and I and I just think Peyton is so naturally funny that he will this thing enjoyable to watch too and more. You know, probably more lighthearted than the first one was. So, yeah, let's. You know, I think they're both supposed to be like eight handicappers. So, um, you know, there's. I saw somebody, uh, as I saw somebody write. So there's the possibility if these guys are both eights that there will be, you know, a few cringeworthy shots hit. You know, so that you know you'll you know it'll make the the guy at home feel better when he sees when he sees somebody hit a grounder, but. Um, you know, it should it should be some fun, and I think the the you know the format of it, you know, playing best ball on the front and playing alternate shot on the back, um, will make it will make it fun. And those guys, you know, they realize that they're on. Look, they, these guys are on center stage for this thing. It's not gonna it's not gonna benefit anybody if they all clam up. They're all gonna be wearing mics. They all have to try to make it happen and and make it. Uh, you know, worth a while for the for the viewing public who wants to watch these guys play. Ernie, we really, really, really appreciate your time. And unfortunately, we don't have time for the neato stat of the night for old time's sake. I don't sake. have one anyway. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Ernie, it was good to track you down, man, because I follow you on Twitter, and I was like, how am I going to get a hold of Ernie Johnson? But we finally got a hold of you, man, and I really, really appreciate you coming on. It's so great to talk to you again. Thank you so much. No, you, you got my number. I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. All right, there he is, the great Ernie Johnson from TNT. Yeah, and he's got the book on unscripted and his twitter follow is at turner sports ej exactly right he's great